quick heads up, this episode contains some content around diet culture, tracking calories, and that kind of BS. If that's not the right content for you today, you can skip this episode and I'll catch you on the next one. Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello, hello, hi. Okay, I'm actually pretty excited for today's topic. I said on Instagram that I was going to do donor advised funds, which is kind of a fancy tax advantage way to donate money to nonprofits. But then I was talking to my personal finance BFF, Maggie, at um, Friends on Fire, and I was talking to her about a podcast idea I had to do things I track and things I don't track. And she was really enthusiastic about that idea. And so I decided to take, I, I her enthusiasm was infectious and then I got excited to do it. So that's what we're doing this week. If you don't already listen to Friends on Fire, it's one of my favorite podcasts. And I like waged a campaign <laughs> to get up. I was like, you should have me a guest. And I just like just decided that it was my mission to become a guest on that podcast. And then in the process of that, I became friends with one of the two co-hosts, Maggie. And now we are like real friends and we talk on a regular basis and it's so great. So if, you know, in my wildest dreams this podcast becomes just bananas popular and I get to like write a book and be like a total zealous celebrity but if none of that happens which is it probably won't just you know the relationships and the interactions in the community is actually what makes it I mean that's like that's what's actually fun about this so okay so today I want to tell you about a bunch of stuff that I track and then also a bunch of stuff that I don't track and that I've quit tracking and that I never track and I am a tracker by nature like I just really love having a spreadsheet or an app on my phone or I don't know just like all the things it's so satisfying so all right I'll just jump right in and tell you what I track what I don't track what I used to track what I've never tracked so obviously number one spending (laughs) I have I used mint for more than 10 years and I really loved it until I didn't it just really stopped playing nicely with one of my bank accounts and I just like couldn't deal with it anymore but I used it and loved it for a long time I could decide to still use it and love it, but I just decided to make a change. So now I use You Need a Budget or commonly known as YNAB. I also use the My, excuse me, the My Wealth Diary Wealth Dashboard. And then I have my own spreadsheet because I just have a view for like a whole year that I really like. And that's kind of like my main, it's it's my dashboard, I guess, I guess you could say. So I do track spending. I don't track spending like down to the penny every once in a while. Um, I'll post a recap on Instagram and, you know, I'll, I'll post all my categories and the dollar amount. And then I'll look at YNAB and be like, oh, it's off by like 20 bucks or something. And I just, I do not care to go look at it that closely. It just, it's not really making a difference in my life at this point. It's not moving the needle. You know, I don't track just to be able to say like, I spent $5,471.30. Like I track because I like seeing the data and I like seeing the trends over time. And that's why I track. So that's why I don't care as much about getting it down to the penny or even with within like a hundred bucks, I'm fine. So (laughs) Um, I do track my savings rate and I have a whole episode about how I calculate my savings rate, but I basically calculate everything I didn't spend counts as savings. And then that number just divided by my post-tax income. And if I am good, I will remember to link that episode in the show notes because it's actually, I think one of my most most popular ones. 
And I also just really like talking about savings rates because I love getting up on my digital soapbox and just saying that like everyone does it differently and don't compare yourself to anyone else because some people out there are doing real wild stuff with their savings rate, but everyone should do what they want and it's fine. It's just like at the end you get a number and it's no use comparing your number to someone else's number. It's apples and avocados. So, okay. Also on the financial standpoint, I track the total dollars invested. So I track, um, you know, I just add it all up like, okay, here's what we're putting in our 401ks, HSAs, IRAs, and then, you know, what goes into taxable brokerage. So I just, I have a number in mind in my head that I like to hit every year of what we've invested. And so I track that, not like on a daily basis, but I usually look at it every couple of months. And I I generally have an idea of what's going to happen for the year and just want to make sure we're on track of that. And then lastly, from a financial standpoint, the only spending category that I really track super, super closely is charitable giving. So everything else, I track it, but like I probably couldn't tell you. I mean, I could tell you at a high level, probably approximately what I spend on a monthly basis, but the only one where I actually set a goal of like, this is how much I want to spend in this category is charitable giving. And I have a bunch of episodes about this from last year. So I like to set an annual goal. And then the way I like to do it is basically, um, so that gives me a monthly goal. And then through the month, I like to give money to anything that's kind of pulling at my heart and anything that's left over in the month, I give to an organization called The Life You Can Save. And I'm I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole in this episode about effective altruism and why I love that organization so much. And, you know, making Reader's Digest version though is like essentially making the biggest impact per dollar is my North Star when it comes to charitable giving. So it's up. Okay. So those are all my major financial ones. I track spending, I track my savings rate, I track total dollars invested, and I track my charitable giving. I mean, that's a lot already. That's like more than I think a lot of people do. But I will point out like I have never tracked my investing like on a really granular level, meaning I've never tracked dividends. I've never tracked like share price or on average share price like over the time that I bought. I've never really been great even at like, I mean, to be honest, I've never been great at tracking the balance of my overall portfolio and rebalancing. I just tend to like, like I open a 401k and I'm like, okay, S&P 500 index fund or the one in my current employer, I was like, okay, 50% large cap, like 30% mid cap, 20% small cap. And I'm just never going to come in here and look at it again. (laughs) I'm sure there's some optimization to be had about rebalancing your portfolio and probably like a real financial professional would tell you why that's important. But at the end of the day, I I just don't care that much. And it it doesn't, I don't think my own personal opinion is that it doesn't move the needle that much. Just as my usual disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor. I am for sure not your financial advisor. And even if I was, which I'm not, you should be really careful about taking financial advice from someone whose username implies she might be drunk. So in any case, that's the money stuff. I've also been tracking the time that I spend outside. So total hours spent outside the last two years. I decided to stop tracking it this year just because I think I got a really good handle on it the last two years. And I built a muscle of just trying to get outside when it's nice. Like I tried to do that today. I was like, oh, it's nice. Gotta go outside. And then I I was wrong. <laughs> I went outside. And I thought it looked nice enough to be outside. And 20 minutes in, I was like, my face is freezing. Like my face hurts. And this is awful. And I'm going to go inside. And I, and I was happy that I stopped tracking because I think in the years that I was tracking, I might have just muscled through it. And instead, I built the muscle that says, hey, it's nice out. You should go outside. But I'm not just spending time outside like shivering or too hot or uncomfortable or I would really rather be inside just to like hit my number goal so but last two years I did that and I really enjoyed it I also track the number of books that I read each year I have a spreadsheet and I think my best year was 
somewhere it was like 54 55 something like that and then I've had years that were low like less than 10 but I would say I mean I actually haven't done the math on this I would say that my average is probably 20 a year but I wouldn't swear to it <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't swear to it I'm doing okay this year I think I've read like let's see it's February I think I've read like four or five books this year so I'm doing pretty good and by the way just as an aside auto, auto audiobooks audible books audiobooks websites where people read books to you totally count as reading and like it's okay I mean I was about to say it's okay if you don't agree with me but like it, it does it counts as reading there have been studies that show that your digestion and your comprehension of the material is pretty much the same whether you listen to it or read it and then also like we wouldn't want to say that people who are blind don't read right so anyways I'm firmly in the camp of audiobooks count as books reading and it's I usually do about half and half I almost always do an ebook on my kindle for fiction books novels and then I almost always listen to nonfiction books as an audiobook it's not like a hard and fast rule but I would say 80% of the time that's correct so all right so I read my time outside excuse me I track my time outside and the number of books I've read from a health perspective I am tracking my vo2 max and my resting heart rate both of those are just tracked by my apple watch and I can go into the app on my phone and 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 check out what that is it's really I am just finding this like extremely fascinating especially because my watch has essentially been tracking this for years since I've had an apple watch or since whenever they enabled the tracking for this and it's so interesting to go in and look at the data about how this has changed especially like pre-pandemic peak pandemic and whatever we are now so vo2 max is so interesting and um so before the pandemic uh my vo2 max was over 40 which is great and then during the pandemic it just like totally dropped because i was staying home all the time i wasn't working out as much etc and and then i've also been dealing with a stupid foot injury for the last like year and a half so like the long walks that i was taking even in early pandemic days to get exercise uh had to drop off but so it dropped down into the like mid 20s and I'm back above 27 now which is exciting but my goal I don't know how long it'll take maybe I can do it this year is to get back above 40 which is where I was pre-pandemic so that'd be great and then my resting heart rate looks bananas in the app so again pre-pandemic it shows a low it was like in the 50s which is amazing um and I looked at it recently and it said it was in the 80s and I was like oh, that's not right like I don't I don't totally trust that data the 50 seems low the 80 seems high I just I don't know but it, it's interesting to look at and just sort of knowing that grain of salt it might not be 100 accurate okay on the food front <laughs> i the only thing i'm tracking these days of any uh in, in in recent history is the number of unique plants that i'm eating per week i read a study and like again quick aside i am not a doctor i am a person who googles things sometimes <laughs> but i read about a study that showed that people who have uh excuse me who eat more than 30 different kinds of plants every week have a healthier diversity of bacteria in their gut and that that is related to some different positive health outcomes so started tracking it a few times last year and I don't track it every week but this week I am dragging it so I'm recording this on a Sunday and just from today I was already at I think 13 different plants now it gets harder through the week because so this I mean I won't say I was cheating but I did have like a quinoa salad from Costco that had a million things in it right like quinoa and kale and uh, red peppers and beans and blah 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 and I had a bunch of fruit with breakfast this morning so like it's really easy on the first day to get a pretty big number but then it doesn't count through the rest of the week if you just repeat that plant so like I had strawberries and blueberries this morning with my breakfast so if I have strawberries and blueberries for the rest of the week that doesn't count as a new plant on my way to 30 um when I was tracking I would often get to like 28 29 which I mean I don't know for sure but I'm guessing and hoping that 28 29 is probably like about as good as 30 like I don't think it's like oh if you don't hit 30 like you get zero health benefits I assume it's a spectrum but I don't know um 
Um, and then the last thing I on my list of things that I am tracking is credit card miles and travel credit cards. I am a very amateur travel hacker, but I'm trying to do a better job, like keeping track of the cards I've opened and what the bonuses are and where I have balances, et cetera, and just getting like maybe 5% more serious about travel hacking, but I'm not going to like make it my whole personality. So those are the things I track. Um, a couple things I have never tracked in my life. The only thing I could think of was car maintenance and home maintenance, which are both things I think that I should probably be tracking, but I just never have and I'm probably not going to. And if you have like, if, if you're a person who's passionate about either of those things and you have like a great tracker to share with me or you can convince me, have at it. I would love to be talked into that. But I was thinking like, oh, I don't really do that. Um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have two other categories to talk about. One is, um, oh wait, why did I, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. I wrote my notes weird. So car and home maintenance are both things I've never tracked. Other things I have never tracked are, um, I've never tracked my sleep. I have never tracked the amount of water that I intake. Like, I've, I don't know, for maybe two days, a couple years ago, I tried to drink a gallon of water every day and I, I had to pee so often I like couldn't do my job. <laughs> I just didn't have enough time between meetings to use the bathroom as much as I needed to. So I don't count that, but I've never been one to track how much water I drink. Here's an interesting one. So I posted on Instagram, I asked people what, um, uh, like, what do you track? And someone told me that they track the burn rate of products, like how often they go through makeup or detergent. I've never tracked those kinds of things, but it sounds really interesting. I, I mean, I can think of one exception to that. And that was in early pandemic days when there was a toilet paper shortage. I just had no idea like how often the two of us went through a roll of toilet paper. And I learned that we go through a roll of toilet paper in about a week and a half. And I was able to like count the rolls that I had left and feel like, okay, about what was happening in my household. So that's nice. And then um, one person said that they track um, intimacy or their period for like fertility, um, family planning reasons. And that is also on my list. I have never tracked that. I mean, I have occasionally kind of thought back like, oh, when was my last period? Like how, you know, just in more of a, hey, is it coming soon? I feel like it's about to come soon kind of way, but um, have not tracked it in a fertility and, and family planning way, which is, you know, just one of those reasons being a child free. One of the things that goes in the pro column of being a child free person. I mean, I think kids are great. I think people who have kids are really great, but I, that's never been in the cards for me. So not something I've ever um, paid super close attention to like ovulation or any, any, anything like that. So it'll be fun. <laughs> okay. I don't want to go. I, I guess I'm going to say this. I think it would be fun to just have like an intimacy calendar just from a, you know, in the same way sometimes people put a little gold star on the calendar when they work out or floss or engage in some other habit that they feel good about. But a little calendar on the wall with little red hearts on it maybe or something. That'd be just an idea. If you do that, you you tell me all about it. Okay. And then lastly, oh my gosh, I've been talking for kind of a while. This might be, it's so funny because sometimes I think like, I don't have enough to say about that to make it a whole episode. And then I start recording and I'm like, oh yeah, I do. I really do. Okay. Last category, things that I used to track and I no longer track. So I no longer track the number of hours a week that I work out. I do track my total annual number of Peloton minutes. And I want to tell you why those feel really different to me. I used to track on a weekly basis, how many hours I worked out. And I really wanted to work out for a minute minimum of five hours a week. Like in my mind, that was okay, Monday through Friday, one hour a day. That's like what I should be doing. But that kind of tracking definitely came from a diet culture place, from a skinny culture place, from a weight loss place. And I don't think it was something that was super healthy for me. I do track my total annual number of Peloton minutes. That feels different to me because first of all, it's annual. So it's less 
of a, it feels less intense, I guess, than kind of a daily or weekly situation. And then also Peloton includes things like meditating or doing yoga or stretching or things that aren't necessarily like for the goal of burning calories. And so just mentally for me, it feels like a much happier and healthier thing. Oh, the other reason I track my annual Peloton minutes is because it's expensive. I almost said a curse word, but I never want to have an e-rating on a podcast. So sometimes that is, that ish is expensive. Like my rower was expensive and my bike was expensive and my treadmill wasn't that expensive, but even the membership alone is 40 something dollars a month just to have it. And so I track it in part to make sure I'm getting my money's worth. So very different, uh, somewhat related. I don't track a couple other sort of like fitness exercise things I don't track. I no longer track calories. There was a time in my life I tracked calories very closely. I wouldn't say that I had an eating disorder, but I would say that I exhibited some disordered habits when it came to eating. And I will leave that at that. Um, There's also a point I used to count steps. I did step up for a while. It was actually kind of fun, especially I actually did it, um, I want to say like early pandemic days because I was just walking so much. So step at is a, a program where you put up some money, like you bet you have to put up like I don't know, I can't remember, 30 or $40 that you're going to hit a certain number of steps every week for five or six weeks. And then if you don't, like you lose your money and then all the people who do hit their goal get to split all the money in the pot. And so I was just walking. I mean, that's all I was doing for exercise, for free time, for leisure, for anything was going for walks outside. And so I was counting steps for a while. And I, I don't know, I think a lot of people have counted steps at some point in their life, but I don't anymore. I also don't track my weight anymore. I used to weigh myself every morning, going back to like my days of somewhat obsessively counting calories I would weigh myself first thing in the morning and I would log it every single day and that I don't know I think I've stopped doing that and I think that that's uh, I think quitting that is something that has served me I also used to track my running times I used to be more of a I was always like a very slow runner and sometimes I get frustrated when people say they're a really slow runner and they mean they were running like nine minute miles I was a slow runner meaning I was running like 12 minute miles <laughs> so um I used to track my running times and try to improve them which I, I did sometimes sometimes I could get into like the tens at the most like 10 something would be my, my quickest ever but I don't track any, well, I don't run anymore, so I, I don't track it anymore. There are a few things about my body and the way it works that means running isn't a good idea for me these days. I Oh, I don't track screen time anymore. I turned this off. This was another early pandemic days. My phone was just squawking at me every Sunday like, did you know your screen time's up like 3,000%? And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it, We're in a global pandemic. People are dying. Like, I Obviously, I'm on my phone a lot more, and so I just turned that off and uh, never looked back. Actually, I, I have it turned back on now but I just don't really look at it like it tells me on Sunday and I'm like oh, that's nice I don't care so uh that's that oh and then okay this is the last one this is a fun one I for a little while tracked every time that we had someone over for dinner and um what uh every time we had someone over for dinner and then what we made them and this was not last year I guess the year before because again I think we were freshly vaccinated not quite ready to go back into the world yet but um started having people over because that felt like a you know again everyone manage their own risk and their own anxiety and their own situation in a way that made sense for them. But for us, it was nice having people over. It felt like a little bit more controlled. And I got, we had people, we started having people over for dinner so often. I was like, we're going to lose track of what we have served <laughs> to people. And so I started a little spreadsheet and then it actually turned out to be kind of like a really nice thing because I was able to look back 
at the year and and look sometimes I feel like oh we never we kind of have to force ourselves to go out and be social <laughs> and make plans but when I looked I was like well actually we had people over for dinner I think I ended up being around 20 times in a year and so I think I was being a little bit harder on myself I think I was giving myself a lower a lower grade a lower score as it were in terms of of being social and nurturing those relationships than I actually deserved because when I looked I was like well I am doing great so but I've I have stopped tracking that because I don't know why things just have felt more and more like they've been returning back to normal right and so it didn't feel like I needed to again you know sometimes the goal is to track something until you've built that habit like going outside or tracking your spending or having people over or whatever it is and then once you feel like you built the muscle you don't necessarily need to keep tracking it but it's nice to track stuff there's um there's a quote that is often attributed to Peter Drucker but might not have been actually said by Peter Drucker and it's something like what gets measured gets managed the idea is that like whatever you're measuring that's where you are going to bring improvement into your life and you know it's it's definitely true whoever said it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of you know if someone is is kind of newly getting to personal finances and wants to be better with their money I would say the first thing is just like start tracking the things that you care about start tracking your spending because you know knowledge is power right and yeah you can't necessarily track you can't really track something without paying a little bit more attention to it and so you know for, for better or for worse <laughs> that's why you know I will say that like when I was obsessively tracking calories I certainly um did see the number on the scale go down now that it might not have been the best thing for me at the time but uh I what what got measured got managed <laughs> and tracking my spending you know it's it's interesting right I think I think there's so many different ways to do it and so there's so many different levels that you can that you can track at again I don't I, I do not track down to the penny but if I wanted to for example eat out less I actually don't want to eat out less I want to eat out more this year one of my goals for this year is to try more new restaurants but if I was trying to cut my eating out bill tracking it would definitely be a way to do it probably without even trying really that hard or if you want to drive less and you want to ride your bike more walk more it's tracking the number of times that you use your car the miles that you put on your car would be would be a good way to do it so it's really it's really interesting to me the things that people choose to track or start to track or stop track so anyways tell me what you track um oh I'm definitely oh my gosh I can't believe I forgot this one obviously I'm tracking my podcast metrics <laughs> it's been really fun to count the number of episodes and the number of downloads each one gets I am one week away from the one year anniversary of when I just sat down one afternoon on a whim and decided to start a podcast it took me about maybe two hours to get two episodes up on to into the Apple podcast app which was wild and since then I've had about 15,000 downloads so I'm celebrating that and having fun with that I'm also almost to 60 reviews last time I checked I was at 59 so if you want to be the 60th you know what to do on on Apple iTunes I don't I don't look at the ones as much on Spotify although I have looked and I appreciate if you rated five stars on Spotify I appreciate that too so that's all I got my friends I hope that you're just having the best day thank you so much for listening If you enjoyed today's episode, you have a couple options. You could just enjoy that satisfaction quietly and privately. Keep it to yourself, but just an idea. You could also share this with someone else who you think would like it. Just a thought, you do you. 